You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, how's it going today? I'm super excited to share this conversation that I recently had with one of our awesome Flip Sisters, one of the women in our coaching program, who from day one of joining this program, trusted the process, went through every single lesson and every single module and did the action items and implemented the things we said to implement and has also been a source of inspiration for others, a source of encouragement. She has been rooting people on and just been such a strong presence in our community. And I'm just really excited to hear her story because while she posted a lot of things in the community and kept us up to date, there are some things I don't know. And I'm excited to learn all about her first flip and share her story with you because I know that she's going to inspire somebody to take action. That's the whole point of these conversations. I don't have experts on here. I have everyday women who are out there doing the thing because I don't know what's more inspiring than that. Everyday women doing the thing, juggling busy careers and children and families and all of the things and still chasing this dream that they've had for years and oftentimes decades. That's inspiring. All right, let's jump into this conversation with Min as she shares with us how she navigated investor-saturated, super expensive real estate market Seattle and how regardless of the market, regardless of the market conditions, you absolutely can buy, renovate, and sell houses for a profit, and make a positive impact. All right, here we go. How about we start with you introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of background about you, if that sounds good? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, My name is Min Johnson, and I live uh, right outside of Seattle, Washington. I've lived here for about almost 12 years. I'm an East Coaster originally living on the West Coast, so I'm still getting used to it. Um, but uh, but lived here, moved out for work um, over a decade ago and um, living here with my husband and my four kids. Okay. So I remember, I'm remembering our original conversation and a few months ago, and I believe you lost your job in during COVID, right? I did. I did. So COVID hit in March of 2020. Um, I lost my job in June of that year. And then uh, unfortunately, my husband lost his job the month after. So that's right. um, It was just a really, yeah, it was just a really like 
the pandemic was scary enough, but then to have to deal with, you know, being laid off and being a part of this sort of economic downturn was um, was just really challenging at the time. I mean, it, you know, looking back, because, you know, it's it's interesting while you're in the middle of the storm, it's always very confusing and you have all of these emotions, mm. but, you know, we're almost a year from when it happens. Um, looking back, it was the absolute perfect it, the most perfect thing that could have happened in my life mm-hmm. because funny enough, my husband and I always wanted to flip homes and we always talked about in the future, later in the future. And we just never did it because we were in the throes of busyness and life. And so um, it really opened the door for us to really entertain the idea of doing this for real. Yes. So it, it was a, it was a clear blessing to us. Man, they don't seem like it at the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just doesn't no. seem like it. When it happens, it's like, why me? Why us? Yes. Why now? Yes. Oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. And yes. there's always that hope that we're going to look back and be thankful and appreciative. And this was the pivotal moment. But dang, it's yes. hard to trust. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So we like, you know, we like took some, we took some time off, like, you know, it's summertime here in the Pacific Northwest. We were, so we wanted to take advantage of summer break with the kids. So we just didn't work, which was fine. Um, so we took, we took a lot of, you know, local trips cause no one was flying and no one was, you know, no one knew what was going to happen with the pandemic. And then after the kids went back to school in September, my husband, um, started his own general contracting company. It's something he's always wanted to do. And he provides services to the residential community. And so I I was busy helping him with that and really understanding how to, you know, how to create an LLC, how to register your business. So all of these things happened that helped pave the way to start this real estate investment business. So it was all, it's all serendipitous, right? But it was it, these things all connected together so perfectly yes. <laughs> better than I could have ever dreamt or planned. And, and then I discovered your podcast in later that month in October, I accidentally knocked into you because I was listening to other podcasts that were primarily focused on men and spoke to men. And then I think I changed my search and I said, real estate investment, women, and you happened to pop up. So, um, so it was, it was good timing. I'm so glad I did. That's how I discovered you. Yay. I'm so glad, you know, I'm hearing that more and more that more and more people are finding us and me through the podcast. So I'm so happy to hear that. And the more, that's why I think it's so important that we share our stories. And it's so important that we hear other women's stories about their journey. I just think it's more meaningful to uh, the average person, right? It's more meaningful to hear, oh, wow, that sounds like something I could do. Like she's just like I am. So thank you for sharing your story. Um, Okay, so let's get into, okay, so you joined the program and then I remember a little bit of frustration. You were putting in some offers, which I love. I love because you got the seventh house, right? It was either the seventh or the eighth. 
Yes, we won number eight. Okay. So and, and so I was like, yeah. man, I swear I made like 40 something offers before I got my first house. And so I'm like, oh, come on. But I love it. And here's the thing. Here's an important point. You got a deal in the Seattle area on the MLS. Okay. Which I don't recommend as the main source, but here's why, because many people aren't willing, many beginners aren't willing to act fast. And so you were able to get an an MLS deal in a really hot market and really saturated market like that, because you were willing to act, you were willing to jump on deals and make offers and like, I'll I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Like we're making offers. We're making offers that make sense numbers wise. So Yep. kudos to you. But like, that's one of the things that if anyone's listening and they're like, oh yeah, I can totally get something off the MLS or I've been trying to get something off the MLS and I haven't been able to. And it's like, have you been trying though? Have you really? Like, are you putting in offers quickly and are you being aggressive? Yeah. And I think there's, um, there's definitely a discipline that, um, that I, that I practiced um, every single day. So, you know, during the winter months, there wasn't a lot of inventory. I mean, I joined the program right after Thanksgiving. I dove into the modules in December and I started making offers the week after Christmas. So it's the quietest, typical quietest time of the year. Um, but you're also not competing with as many people because people are taking time off, etc. And so, um, so you know, the discipline was when something popped on the MLS that fit my criteria, I immediately looked at comp sold. I, I took all of the teachings that you that are in the modules and I said, does this deal even remotely make sense for me to actually go out and see it? Yes. Because if it didn't, I didn't go look at it. Yes. Beautiful. And so I think I looked, yeah. And then I put it through, I estimated repairs based on photos before I saw it, just to have an idea of what it would look like um, uh, numbers wise. And then when we were there, we would adjust the reno costs based on what we what we physically saw. And so, um, so yeah, so we were lucky enough to win deal eight. And the reason why I posted every single win and loss was to show myself that I was trying to provide some positive reinforcement for myself, right? Like if you shed light on the hard thing, you know, you can't hide and, you know, sit in your own shame if you don't win the house. Right. Like that, it was a sense of accountability and a sense of, um, I wanted to share the experience with other women because I knew I wasn't in it alone. Right. I wanted to make sure that I was leveraging the tribe to just wish me well and create the sort of positive bubble around it. If that yes. makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. That's <laughs> the whole point of the community. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's, I am so grateful that you did share your journey because it will impact. It will absolutely women will like other members will see it and will be like, Oh, okay. Like it's okay that every single offer I make doesn't get accepted. Keep showing up, keep making offers and something will stick eventually. It's a numbers game, the grant in the grand scheme of things, right? It's a numbers game. Okay. So you've got the eighth house. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about uh, some of the numbers on that. What was the purchase price? Yeah. When did you guys close on that, on the purchase? So we closed uh, February 23rd, I okay. believe. 
So the house listed uh, for four ninety nine. Okay. Uh, we uh, we made a pretty aggressive offer. So we offered five seventy five, but because we put in an escalator, we paid five eighty five. Got it. So you know, you, you spoke to acting quickly, but the other piece of that too, is I tried to learn from every single, no, every yeah. single contract from one to seven. Yeah. Um, my, my agent did a really good job collecting as much information as possible on, Hey, why didn't we win the offer? What were you looking for? Tell me more, give me any information you can. And so it really did help shape how we won contract eight. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thankfully it sounds like the listing agents were willing to give that feedback. So many times, um, yeah, we can't get feedback <laughs> from agents, and they're just like, yeah. oh, "You just lost." And it's like, help yeah. us, <laughs> help us, like figure things out. Like, let us do, help us do better. Um, yeah, okay, that's awesome. I'm glad that you, you guys got some feedback and were able to. Like, it's just like anything, right? We do something, we get feedback, we tweak and adjust, and we do it again and get feedback. Okay, that's awesome. All right, so you closed February twenty third. You got it for five eighty five. Yep. Uh, how? Okay. Initially, what was your renovation budget? I know where you're going with this. So we, so I planned a fifty thousand dollar reno budget. Okay. So I, yeah. Go for it. Go ahead. No, the you know the mistake that you know that I made because I shared this mistake, and the learning was. Um, in the deal analyzer, I had my 20% buffer, but when I had to turn in all of my, I had to turn in a scope of work to the lender for, um, in order for the house to close and the lender to approve the loan, um, the hard money lender, um, somehow those documents didn't translate because there were two separate documents. And so, um, so my, my 20% evaporated. And so if I were to go, I know now to go back and make sure that I uh, sort of pad all of my calculations. And I didn't do that in the scope of work that I turned in. Gotcha. It all worked out in the yeah. end, but it, it's a mistake I'll never make again. Well, what? Okay. So what did your renovation end up being? My renovation ended up being 60,000. Okay. Literally 20%. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like kicking myself. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So you purchased 585, you got a hard money loan. You had yep. 60K in renovation. Yep. What was your initial timeline you were thinking from purchase to sale? Um, from purchase to sale was supposed to be 12 weeks. Okay. And construction timeline, we had an eight week construction timeline. Okay. Um, and my husband told me I was crazy. <laughs> Our construction timeline, um, we, uh, we exceeded by a week. So it was nine weeks and from close to close, it was a 13 week transaction. Hun, oh my gosh. That's amazing. Like, seriously, I know that's amazing on, and I mean, it was a bigger project. I mean, 60 K yeah. isn't chump change. Like that's a decent yeah. size renovation. Yes. What kinds of things came up in the renovation in terms of like, were the, I don't remember, were there major surprises? Yeah. I mean, um, I would say plumbing was a huge surprise. Um, you know, a part of, a part of why you, um, you ask us to have, um, certain criteria is, 
um, you know, if you buy a home before, you know, in the 1970s or older, you're going to, you should expect this. Yes. This house was built in 1952. Okay. It had galvanized plumbing. Oh, that's right. Um, yes. And so, um, I'm sure I'm shocked that all the pipes were still intact because there was so much corrosion and so much rust when we opened up the pipes. Wow. Yeah. And it's normal. There's, there, there, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, that's the raw material they use at the time. Right. And we use different materials today. Right. And so to, to upgrade plumbing, um, it cost us, it cost double sure. what I had originally planned. Sure. So, so, and then all of these little things piled up. Um, I will say planning the construction costs. Um, I did walk it with my husband, but I, um, I thought I probably knew more than I, I really did. (laughs) And, um, I, you know, when I looked up, when I looked up, um, pricing and and repair costs, I ended up in, in putting in, um, median prices versus the max price. And that's the mistake I, that's on me. You know, I should have said, Hey, plumbing's going to cost 10. It's not going to cost us six. So, um, again, mistakes that I won't make going forward because I, I know more and I know better now, but, um, those were the things that sort of hung me up and got me to, um, go over my budget. Got it. I get it. And also I think you did a really awesome job, but I get (laughs) that you wanted it all to like be within hundred percent. I know I get it, but I'm telling you as an extra set of eyes, like you did a really great job on your first flip, estimating the repairs, not going too far over. Yes. You went 20% over. Yeah. You accounted for it one place, but not in another place. Like these are all, ultimately you handled it. Like bottom line, you handled it. And that's what, and i say this often on this podcast, but that is what is so important. And so I think critical for people to understand is that you just got to trust yourself. Like you will figure out solutions, have people you can go to for answers and just trust that whatever comes up, you'll, you'll get through it. Yes. It might not be fun. (laughs) It might be really like painful financially, emotionally, physically, whatever, but you'll get through it. Like, yeah, it's hard though, especially as uh, recovering perfectionists. <clears throat> yeah, very hard. <laughs> uh, but okay, yes, and I think that's why I wanted it all to line up really perfectly. Of course, I thought I had it. Of course, of course, we did all this preparation. We did all the things right. <laughs> we did. We checked all the yep. boxes, and it should yep. all line up because we did that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and you handled it. So you went twenty percent over a week later yep. on construction and. Cl- yep. and like holding, like that's not, it's not a huge deal. You did a really great job. What Thank you. was your welcome? What was your profit? I don't know the answer to this. Oh, I know. Cause I, I don't think I've shared in the group. Mm-hmm. So can I tell you what my original ARV was? Yep. Okay. So the original ARV um, that I put into the deal analyzer was 730. 730. When okay. we went, when we made the offer, when we, um, after we took possession of the home um, and we, and um, my husband was a general contractor, 
when he confirmed that we could add a bathroom, we automatically knew that we could get a higher list price. So we raised our ARV to $750 and we ended up selling for $790. That's awesome. So our net profit was $60,000. That's amazing. Of course you went to Hawaii, sister. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we celebrated. Yeah, that's how Min and her husband celebrated was by going to Hawaii, which was awesome. It was really nice to live vicariously through y'all. That was beautiful. (laughs) What a beautiful trip. And it was very meaningful to you. That's the most important. Like that was a meaningful trip for you guys. And it's so hard for us to celebrate. That's our special place. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard for us to celebrate things, right? Like, it's like, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be too happy because something's like, something's lingering around the corner. I know something's about to bite me, but sometimes it's like, no, just go celebrate, go celebrate, go celebrate. Um, That's awesome. I love it. That is fantastic. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what they made. I'm pretty sure they made a profit. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Um, Live podcasting folks. Okay. I know. Um, all right. Let's say, let's ask this question. We did, mm-hmm. we went through the details of the deal. Yep. The numbers, right. All of that side. Let's talk about the other side of like the emotional side, the mental side of it, like dealing with the problems. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've and, got to breathe. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's my first question I think would be this. What were your, what were some of the limiting beliefs you were having? Like before getting going, what were some of the things that you were saying to yourself, whether it was something like, you know, I can't do this. I won't be successful at this. I won't be as successful as that person. I have to do it this way in order to do it right. What were some of your thoughts? So remember I was laid off in June. Yes. I'd been with the company for 20 years. So I was in a really comfortable relationship with a, with an employer that I've known practically my whole life, right? And so, um, so as you can imagine, I was in a in a very deep place of rejection for sure, <laughs> and all the emotions that you know are tied to it. And so, um, so I think my I had a ton of fear, I had a ton of. Um, I questioned my ability to really be in a good place to even entertain this opportunity and even believe that I could do this. Mm-hmm. So um, I so happened in June. I didn't stumble upon you until late October. And so that time in between, I actually spent time in therapy. Nice. I, I did a lot of stuff for me. I took time off and spent it with my family to try to fill my cup yes, um, and to just get myself in a place where um, I could start believing in myself again and, and know that I could tackle real estate investment because all of the little pieces I've done before, I just haven't done it in this sort of business. Right. And so, so it really, I took that time off, I think in a way to like, prepare for the mindset work. That's a part of your program. Yeah. And it really made me head dive into it and be really open to it and accepting of it because I sort of prepped my palate, Yes, which was good. Yes. That makes perfect sense because you did like you, you, and we talked about this before we were recording, but you were somebody who 
followed this program, like to the letter, to the letter. And you did. And it's like, and that's, but that's what we say. Just follow the program. I promise it'll get you there, but you got to follow it. But then you also have to do right. That's the scary part. We can get you all the way to the edge. We can kind of push you a little bit, but you've got to let that momentum push you, push you off. So it makes sense to me that you had done some of this inner work before getting in here, because you were like, you were absolutely going through the the steps and doing all the things and you were in a place to, to trust it. You were in a place to trust it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's hard for people. Mm -hmm. I would encourage anyone, especially women in the group who are hesitant Um, it's hard to get yourself to that place by yourself. And I think we, as women try to do everything ourselves, right? We're such great, we're great caretakers. We want to be the best friend to every person in our lives. And we want to be the best parent. We want to be the best daughter and you name it. Um, but we don't take care of ourselves. We don't prioritize ourselves. And I think, um, knowing, you know, knowing what I know, and I'm a little smarter than I was a few months ago you you have to prepare your mind, <clears throat> your body, your psyche, your environment to tackle this on because it's going to be hard. You know, yes. this is not for the faint of heart. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be difficult. And so you've got to give yourself, you know, you've got to, you've got just like, as if you were going to run a marathon, you've got to run those miles, you know, every other day just right. to get your body used to it. And you're, and in this case, you have to get your mind in a place where, you can do the work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what ended up being your favorite part of this first project? Yeah, I would say um, two things. I would say one, I got to work with my husband. So my husband is, he was the general contractor on the, on the, on the project, um, but he is just an amazing human and to spend 24 hours a day with him. <laughs> you know, he's just my favorite person in the world. And then the second piece is when we built our business plan for this, this house, um, we actually put a lot of time and effort into who was going to be our buyer. Yes. You've got to. Yes. All of the decisions, um, all of the finishes, um, do we do this or do we do that? They, they were all rooted in data, but really we kept our customer in mind and our buyer was a millennial couple. And that was ended. That 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 was who, except of one offer. Every single offer that we got was from a millennial couple or a millennial family with like one child under two. Um, but I was so excited to see that all of our planning and all of our preparedness, all those you know finishes and the decisions that you make around it were all done with that customer scope in mind. You have great. to do it. Yes, that's so like yeah. that is the house flipping secret. That's the secret. Give buyers what they want, where they want it, period. And you did that beautifully. I love that. I love that you got the importance of that and you ran with it because clearly you gave them what they wanted. Clearly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So was creating the space, was that your favorite thing? Was like really figuring out what do they want and then giving it to them? Was that your favorite part? Kind of. (laughs) I know a lot of women, yeah, I know a lot of women in the group are 
so talented when it comes to design, aesthetics, um, picking finishes. Um, I, I I say I'm a good copier. Like I can take inspiration and really run with it. Um, but I used Pinterest. I used data, um, you know, based on other comps that I've sold to really help inform decisions. Um, it was fun when it all came together. I will say that, but um, it, it's a little nerve wracking. I would say I don't know that's my favorite, but it, it's it's the end result always always turned yeah. out beautifully. And here's the thing: like that comes back to I think it comes back to not wearing all the hats, right? Like a lot of a lot of people initially think, "Well, I can't do that because I'm not creative. I'm not a designer." You don't have to be. You just have to be resourceful. There are so many ways to stay in your zone of genius and let other people be in theirs. And that's when it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. But when you're weighing yourself down with all of these things that you don't really, first of all, you're not great at. Second of all, you don't like doing. It's like, why am I doing this? This doesn't feel like, this wasn't what I envisioned when I thought I'd be like flipping houses and being in business for myself. Yes, I will say when I did have those moments where I did narrow down to let let's say two tile choices, and um, I really did leverage um, my social media presence. Yeah, um, I asked. I would probably say I polled and used the poll function on Instagram three times a day. Like That's awesome. I would, I would post. Yeah, I would post the. Uh, Pinterest inspiration photo, and I would say beveled or non beveled. <laughs> and selfishly, it was, hey, I want to keep you know the people in my community engaged with what we're doing, right, and have them have fun with us. But I also needed real time market research feedback. <laughs> and yeah, and the and the ones that were responding back were most of them were millennials. Some were you know a little older, but that's okay. But it was good to see people have really strong opinions, and it really did help inform a lot of decisions I made, which was great. That's awesome. I love it. You leveraged yeah. it. You yeah. totally leveraged your audience. I love it. Yeah. That's so that's so smart. <laughs> and but here's the thing: like honestly, people love doing that. Like everybody wants to flip houses. Totally. Everybody totally. wants to like everybody wants to do the thing that people are doing on HGTV. Everyone wants to do it. And like, if that's not your thing, great. Put it on Instagram and let people do the little poll. That's so smart. I love that. Is there anything? Well, I know that you you actually already identified a couple of things that you would do differently. Is there anything else? Yeah. yeah, Is there anything else major you would do differently? Yeah, I think um, so. I went over budget on my first flip. And the, the way that I was able to actually offset the extra 10,000 was um, I shared that we were flipping houses um, on social media, like you had encouraged mm-hmm. us all to do. Mm-hmm. And I want to say within the first 60 seconds, I had a friend reach out and say, oh, I want to hear more. I'm super interested. And we connected that next day. And within the next couple of days, I was on a Zoom call with her and her husband and they wrote me a check for $10,000. Yeah. And it was just, it was like out of the heavens, this landed in my lap. And I couldn't believe that literally within a minute, like I was able to secure a private investor. And so since then, one of the things I'm doing differently to set myself up for the second flip is I've spoken to about 13 
like former friends and colleagues. Um, <clears throat> and I've got a good group of people who are ready to pull the trigger and who will provide me um, with an investment for the next property that we find. That's amazing. So that's the major thing. Like you, you tell us to do it. You encourage us to do it. You show us how to do it. And I just wanted to keep it all inside yeah, for some right. strange reason. Well, because um, we assume we're going to like fail publicly and we're going to look foolish yeah, and yeah. that's really scary. Yeah. That I'm so glad that you brought that up because I completely forgot about how you did that. How yeah. you, of, <laughs> co- of course, yet again, you did the thing we said to do. You did the yeah. thing, you posted on social media, and within 60 seconds, you have private money. Boom, just like that. Because people cannot help you if they do not know what you're doing. They cannot, yeah. and they want to help you. Like they really do. Everybody wants to flip houses. Not everybody wants to be doing the thing. A lot of people just want to invest and it gives them a very good return that they can't get elsewhere. And it lets them be part of your project and your journey. And it's a really beautiful thing, but I get that it's scary, but it's still one of those things you have to do scared. You got to post, you have to let people know. The the remarkable thing that still astonishes me today when I have conversations with, um, with friends and colleagues that want to invest is how much they trust me. Like, it's just, it's just wild. Like, and I encourage all the women and and people who are in the group who haven't done this yet, because it is a little scary at first, but just practice and just talk to one person or just put it out there in social media consistently. Like it's not just once, like you can't say it once and think that the floodgates will open. You know, you've got to do it once. And then, you know, maybe the next week you talk about it in a different way and what have you, but there, there are people, I believe in everyone's, you know, circle who trust you, love you, admire you, respect you, and who, you know, are looking at different ways to invest their money. And, you know, this is a, a great way for, for those, those people to do that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I'm, I would have been so bummed when I remembered later on today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. because it's, it is a really important point that, and topic that I wanted to, to, to touch on. So I'm glad that yep. you said that we've got to let people know what we're doing. We've got to, Yeah. you have just been, you've just been awesome because you just do it. Like you do it. You do the things we suggest you do. And like, you're doing it. (laughs) Um, thank you. uh, We love it. We love, we love being part of your journey. It's so, thank you. It's so inspiring. Like I tell you, go do the thing and you do the thing. And I'm telling you that it inspires me when I see you go do the thing, because I know you're doing it scared and that helps me. I'm doing stuff scared too. And so it mm-hmm. helps me be like, well, she's doing stuff scared. Okay. I'm going to go do stuff scared. Like it helps other people. So thank you. And thank you for sharing your story with us, because this is going to empower someone else to go do the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will tell you, and many, many other women have said this to you as well, but we can do it because of you and we can do it because of all the other amazing women in this community. And, um, 
you know, I live way up north from you. I live in Seattle. You're, you know, you're not in a real estate group that we meet up once a week. Like mm-hmm. this is a real live, you know, super flexible group that constantly supports one another. And I'm, I'm so thankful and amazed mm-hmm. to be a part of it, but I'm so grateful to give back because I'm receiving just as much I give back from the group. So thank you so much for for the tribe. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for saying that. And you're welcome. Thank you for showing up. You know, when I threw this party a few years ago, I really didn't know yeah. if anybody was going to come <laughs> and y'all, y'all do, you'll keep coming. And I'm yes. so happy. And it's like, yes. it's always, we continue to attract like just these like-minded and like-hearted women. And it's amazing. amazing. And the more the merrier, which is what's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally. Well, I have loved this. Is there anything else you want to add before we jump off? Yeah, I think um, I think the one last bit of um, learning that I want to share with 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 anyone listening to this is just never give up. Like there, you know, I think there are so many low points in, in everyone's lives where you want to kind of relinquish yourself to the situation. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a, a big moment in life, but you know, whether you face a contractor that walks out, whether you face, you know, getting multiple bids and you're like, whoa, that's still way out of the budget that I planned. Never give up. Keep going moving forward. Keep doing the thing because it'll all work out in the end. I promise you, it will always work out in the end. And so that's the biggest takeaway that I've, 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 that's the huge lesson that I've learned is if you don't give up and you keep moving forward bit by bit, it'll always be okay at the end. I love it. I love it. Like that's the best thing we could end on. Like that's the best, that's (laughs) the best. Yes. And you're absolutely right. And even even though we don't feel it in the moment, just trust that it will all work out in the trust. end. It will. It will. Yes. Yep. Men, I'm so grateful. I'm honored to share your story and I'm grateful. Thank you for hanging out with me. I'm so glad you're in this community. You make it so much better and you continue to engage and encourage and we're grateful for it. Thank you, Debbie. Awesome, men. Thank you for sharing your story. Okay. Bye, men. Bye. I told you it would be a great one, right? She loses her job due to COVID. A month later, her husband loses his job. They take a couple months off, regroup, and decide to chase this wild and crazy dream they have. She joins our coaching program, becomes a flip sister, and a few months later, they make 60 grand on their first flip. Wow. It's just awesome. So inspiring. Again, thank you, men, for sharing your story. Okay, you guys, here's the thing. If you are sick of being on the sideline, how many times do we have to say it? Get in the program. Firstflipdoneright.com. Get on the wait list. Stop trying to figure it all out on your own. Let a team of women who are 100% committed to your success. Let us help you. You don't have to wear all the hats. You can have fun chasing this dream. It is entirely possible for you. 
Yes, you're enough. And yes, you can do this if you want to do it. All right. So if you want to do it, let's do it. Okay. Until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people in places better than you find them and make it a great day. Bye y'all.